0: This is Rolling Rocks Radio, with Jerry Armentrout, Cody Carter, and Scott Barker. Welcome to Rolling Rocks Radio, the podcast where we talk about Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, mixed martial arts, and anything else we find entertaining. He's Jerry Armentrout. Hey! I'm Scott Barker. Welcome to today's show. So we, uh, we took a little break from the show last week. Jerry and, and his lovely wife, Lee, went away for their wedding anniversary.
1: So congratulations, brother. Thank you. She's put up with me for 20 years, kept me alive.
0: That's the, that's the biggest challenge yeah. that our wives have is keeping our dumb asses alive.
1: Yeah, she's made it clear that I'm, a lot of times I'm her biggest child.
0: Well, that's okay. Yeah. So, welcome back. Welcome back. Congratulations. And Jerry's uh, also shout out to Jerry. He's uh he's been working second shift for the last couple of weeks. Uh probably be doing that for the the net the foreseeable future, but he's still coming in here on Sunday mornings. He's training on Saturdays. He's trying to figure out how to make jiu-jitsu work for his life and you know, we've talked about on the show multiple times about the long game and you know, this too shall pass. So, shout out to brother Jerry for doing his thing and
1: Oh, bringing I mean, home the
0: bacon and still figuring out how to make jujitsu work
1: yeah i mean we people a lot of people i've uh, start paying attention i mean we were training tuesdays thursdays and then sundays and occasionally i'd make it saturdays so all i've done is changed it to saturday sunday and we go three hours now on sunday so i'm actually probably getting as much time as i was on tuesdays and thursdays pure especially pure drilling time on sundays if we want because that's all we're doing but I still feel like, man, I still need another day here, another day there, because, you know, I'm now focused on improving my game. You know, uh, had my blue belt for a while, and starting to, th- you know, coaches told us to start thinking about our style, working on a little bit more. You know, I've kind of developed, I think my skill set. Go, you know, what I'm, what my game is going to be. I'm starting to get the, the basics. I'm trying to flesh that out. And, so I want more time, but yeah, also got a got a family to support, and, and I love jujitsu, but I also love my family. Got to got to
0: feed, uh, yeah. got to feed the family. Yep. Anybody who has uh, seen uh, Jerry's yeah. son Dylan knows it takes a lot of food to feed that boy. Yeah, I got a frost giant for a son. Yep. So uh, we've had some fights in the recent past. Did uh, you catch any of them, Jerry? Yeah,
1: uh, I was able to catch some here and there last night. I watched bits and pieces uh, I didn't watch much of the prelim card I was uh, out and about uh, main event the main card I was actually I picked I was wrong on all three uh, of my choices uh, Jojo Calderwood or now she's just going by Wood Joan Wood she she lost first round rear naked choke I was like surprised because she looked so good but Again, she just got married. She looked great, but I just I don't know. I don't. It didn't look like she looked like she made a mistake and she got rear naked. I mean, it happens. Uh, Michael Chiesa, I thought he was finally at that point where he was ready to make that jump to possibly be it for a title shot. And he just he got. It was a good fight, but yeah, he was on the defensive most of the night. Uh, And he lost by Nunez's decision. And then Misha Tate just – I think she overlooked Vera because she's been talking about fighting Ronda again. Mm -hmm. She's talking about fighting Nunez again. And I think – I mean, and – She
0: looked good. Yeah, they bought it. It was a great fight.
1: And Misha held – I mean, she went the full distance. I mean, it went to decision, but I – and she didn't there's no point where she looked like she quit or was ready to quit but she fought her ass off but she, I think it was just a little bit here a little bit there she didn't have and Vera would just come after her because this is a big fight for her Mm -hmm. and this is you know a huge win so I mean Misha Tate I mean she's she's still not everyone's like thinking I've seen people talking about it the last two weeks, about how she's old. It's like that girl ain't old. She's, she's still got... She's probably got another five, ten years of fighting if she wants. She's great shape. She's probably in better shape now than she was five years ago. I would agree. And she has a different reason for fighting. And she, she's, it's, she's a different fighter now. And she ran into a really young, good fighter. And it went decision. It could have... Like I said, a little bit here, a little bit there. She would have won the... I think she would have won the decision. It was close. It was a good fight. And I don't... Misha Tate will bounce back. I, You know, she'll probably want to... Knowing her, she'll probably want fucking fights as quick as she can.
0: Yeah, because she's... When she fights, she likes to stay active. Yeah. So, you know, I can see that coming. Um, I, I can see more fights coming for her.
1: Yeah, I can see... I could see her trying to get three fights next year. Uh, let's see. We had... Al quinta who we had recently been talking about he i'm really surprised with how that one turned well, out Oh, he's talking about retiring now he actually said he gave up he he admitted now that he wasn't unconscious he just kind of quit he said he no longer wants to be there he no longer wants to do it that he just doesn't have the heart for it anymore and he said after watching the chandler and gaethje just beat each other half to death he's like man i just i just don't want to do this anymore i don't think so i Alaquinta might be I don't think I unless he has some kinda time off and gets his shit straight, he may be retiring and you know, he just he's out of the fight game. It looked he looked like he what didn't want to be in there. Uh, and I was I was surprised, but yeah, he didn't look like he wanted to be in there.
0: That uh that
1: Gagey Chandler yeah. fight, that was a heck of a fight. Yeah, that was that was a great fight. Uh Chandler's 0-2 in the UFC, but again, it's 0-2 to the to current champion, Oliveira, and De Gaethje in a tough fight. And a tough fight, that could have went either way. They knocked each other down. They beat each other senseless. That fight goes five rounds instead of three. It could have went Chandler's way. I don't know. Gaethje's tough as they come.
0: Mm. Yeah, and... Uh- The 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 struggle now is what does he do in, in that division because yeah he's
1: got to wait on the fight he's got to wait on the Poirier Oliveira fight which is in December yeah and then he'll fight he's more likely he's fighting the winter Chandler's wanting to fight McGregor (coughs)
0: he's looking at that as the money as the money fight right yeah
1: and McGregor as acting like that's a fight he wants now and I think think that'd be a good fight. Because that's going to be a, a probably a stand-up fight. Uh, McGregor's coming back middle of next year. I don't – you know. That, yeah, we'll that see. Give, that would give Chandler time to be ready because, I mean, that was a brutal fight. But we'll see. I mean, McGregor also needs to just take care of himself. Uh, he's got to heal up. I mean – He needs to – well, not just physically. He, needs, a, mentally he needs to get some mental shit straight because he's – He's saying some stuff and doing some stuff that he does not need to be doing.
0: I like, um, I like Chael's summary yeah. of uh, of of Connor. He's he's become the weird rich dude. Yeah, little weird rich dude.
1: Yeah, and then he said that you're the poor weird dude. Just back to Ch- Chael. It's like, dude, that really doesn't you know, that doesn't sound funny. That just sounds stupid. It's like a asinine fifth grader. Yeah, yeah cause he says something about window. He
0: says something about window sheen and yeah.
1: like. Yeah your two listeners and yeah give your k- promo code for window sheen or something it's like okay man
0: well and then there's the uh the the epic question that keeps coming up is what do we do with hamzat chamayev now well how far away f- is he from top five in a title he
1: needs shot? he needs i think he needs hell he just destroyed jack hermanson in a grappling only contest Friday. Yep. Just and Jack Hermanson was a world class wrestler. Yeah, he's he no just, joke. Just got thrown around like a rag doll by Chamayev. I think Chamayev, You know what? If you want to see how good he is, give him a top five one. I mean, people would pay to watch it. But I would. Speaking of Chamayev, he his record did get broken last night uh he had three fights in 61 days it has now been broken by a young lady she did three fights in 43 days Jeez. she literally told her corner last night at the end of the fight she's like i don't think i can fight next weekend <laughs> she go for a fort <laughs> and she's like nah she's like I, I i don't think i can i don't think i'm gonna be ready for next weekend and then they start laughing but yeah uh she she won last night and yeah she had three fights in 43 days
0: that's a tough one, man. Yeah, that's I mean, that's
1: that's some that's good shit there. Yeah, I
0: mean that's 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 staying on weight, staying in condition, yeah. recovering properly, making three weight cuts yeah. in a, I mean, basically a
1: weight cut or, every ten days. Or she may not. Have, she just didn't let herself swell back up. She yeah. just kept the weight off. Depending a lot of, them, she's a smaller female, so it's possible she just. That might be her walking weight. Yeah, yeah. It's like I, you know, she might not be cutting a whole lot. So, it's quite possible she was just like, okay, I won these fights. like Chimayev. Chamayov, he had to do – he fought in, what, three different weight classes, I think, in 60-some days, or two different weight classes. I think classes. it's
0: two weight classes, yeah. But he, he did it smart. He yeah, hit the lower, lower one weight first, weight. and yeah. then he recovered up to the higher weight, weight class.
1: So, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know what to do with Chimayev. I, mean, I don't think he's ready for a title shot quite yet, because I don't think he's earned it, but I think he's ready for a top five. He's at least ready for top ten. Yeah. Right yeah, hey. I mean, cause
0: he's hovering, I don't know what his current eight, ranking is, eight. but okay. He's top 10. So he's top 10. So yeah, he, he needs somebody yeah, he needs or above.
1: Yeah. He needs someone above him. Yeah. And I guess I, there's, there's some fights in there to be made. So we'll see. Uh, uh, yeah, you got Thug Rose yeah. with her win, yeah. which is a hell of a win. Yep. It went decision. It wasn't a knockout, but it was a great fight. Very convincing. Um. Uh, Uzman Kobe Covington went the distance. I was very, very pleased with the ending with Kobe coming over and talking to him and telling him that it was all show. That yeah. I love you, respect you, and him them two talking. And that was probably it was so bad. I guess it got so mushy that the poor referee was like, Alright, guys, come he on. He had to break that up. He too. was like, Come on, guys, stop. And <laughs> he was sitting there laughing. He's like, Alright, come on. Cause but I'm 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 glad. He said that. I'm glad he said, "Hey, nothing but respect. I love you. It's all for show. It was all for selling tickets. That's not who I am." And that was that was big deal because everybody was getting this idea of Kobe Covington because it was his character he's building, and it was very impressive that even after another loss, it was a great fight, a very close fight, but that he was that he was like, "Man, this is just you know."
0: Well, we had, we had talked about that before, yeah. where you know, was he starting to mark out for his own gimmick, yeah. right? Was he was he – you know, he plays a bad guy. Was he becoming a bad guy? And I'm, yeah. I was glad to see him kind of turn that around because yeah. it was getting to the point there where it was – getting a little
1: – he was saying some stuff. He was saying like, some Ugh. stuff that was, yeah, not – Yeah, you're starting to go the wrong way. You had a fighter last night kind of say something. DC ended up taking the mic from him. Uh, mm-hmm. He won, and then he said something that was kind of – it was and it wasn't derogatory – but it could have
0: been misinterpreted it, yeah if you,
1: it would but the way he said it and it, it after winning a fight that's really not the right the right context to say something dc was smart it's like you know what i'm just gonna shut it down right here because i don't know where you're going with this yeah. what you said is kind of on the, that border yeah. and yeah, i'm just gonna pull this back because if you say something even dumber then, if you get on a roll and, and yeah. yeah. I might, you know, you got DC standing right in front of you, man. You might, might get punched well, if you I mean, say something real far. Well, I mean, you know, you, you got the win. Yeah. You're jacked up on
0: adrenaline. Yeah.
1: And, right. Yeah. And, and, I mean, I've said, yeah. you've been him. punched in the face a few times. So, I mean, yeah, that too. Your head's a little rattled. So he might not have meant what he said. He said he didn't really mean. He, he tried to apologize last night, you know, you know, and said, I didn't really, it came out differently. What I meant, I didn't mean as disrespect. I was just saying in the moment, and you can see both ways. But it's just you know you you really gotta be careful, especially MMA and the UFC. Out, you know, it's such a world organization. There's really no place for any of that. Yeah, "Eh, you can't say certain things. Yeah.
0: And again, well, I mean, comes back to Connor, right? Being a weird little rich guy, right? And some of the stuff that's coming out of his mouth
1: is everybody's just gonna, everybody's gonna react and be on the cautious side and kind of shut stuff down yeah and caution you on what you say because yeah you get out of hand and then it's like bad for the business yeah well and uh because ufc has cut they cut that one dude yeah who had made uh he was supposed to make his debut he had made a bunch of uh uh racist statements uh he had a very apparently a racist tattoo he was known as being a group of, and when it was brought to Dana White's attention, I was quickly like, "You know what? We got no room for people. People like you, yeah, you're done. We're yeah, we're, you're gonna, out. we're gonna See avoid ya. this contract because we don't need that sort of stuff. spirit here." Yeah.
0: And then you got Glover Teixeira. We talked about we talked about Glover the last time oh, we had a, a show. We we yeah. mentioned that he was always in contention, and he he finally boy finally yeah. made good in a, a pretty convincing win against Jan. That yeah. was a good fight.
1: Yeah, he got that. He got his back, and you know, and, and he, you know, Jan said it's what. So did you know, uh, Glover? He's like, yeah, I really want to choke. He's more of a crank. But this, this isn't jujitsu. This is MMA, so cranks count. <laughs> well, it, it's like that meme. It's like, yeah. well, that really felt like more of a crank than a
0: choke. And the other guy's like, well, it felt like a tap to yeah, me. Yeah, It still so felt like a tap. It don't really matter. Yeah. Um. Then so, you had Peter Jan versus Corey Sandhagen. I was.
1: I was Yeah, that's one of those fights where you're rooting for both of them. It's like, I love Corey Sanhagen. Peter Yan is awesome. Yay! And then you're like, oh. but whoever loses, I'm going to be sad about because I like them both. I, yeah. was, I actually was hoping Sanhagen would win because I figured – the way I saw was if Sanhagen won, he would – if Sterling might actually get over his I'm um, injured and fight Sanhagen, Sanhagen would probably rope-a-dope him, beat his ass, and then fight Yan again. For the world title. Yeah. And then that fight would be epic. But Sterling may, we may not ever, there apparently is a time limit uh, or they're going to strip his title.
0: Okay, so I was going to ask the Prophet, since the Prophet's back in, in, in the, uh, the the audience today. They does do, he get stripped or not?
1: If he does not sign a contract, I can, I'm going to go out here. If he does not sign a contract and they don't fight by June, Sterling will no longer be the champion. Well, they strip him. They'll strip him, and Jan will fight either Sanhagen again, because that was such a close fight, mm-hmm. or I'm not sure. I, I, maybe Dillashaw? Because yeah, Dillashaw will be ready by then. How's the, the his knee? I think he'll be ready by June. Okay. Because I'm thinking summertime. Uh, yeah. yeah. I think yeah. they're going to give. If that's, that's me the latest. If they don't fight by June. I think Sterling gets stripped if – I don't think – I think if he doesn't sign a contract by February – by March or April, I think he gets stripped. Yeah. Because he's he's holding up the, the division. entire division. Because he doesn't want to fight Jan. Yeah. He's, well, and now that Jan won that title, won the interim title, there is no option.
0: Well, I mean, look look at who's, you know, maybe the top guys to fight, right? You just mentioned Jan. We've, we already know Jan. Mm-hmm. And, okay, yeah, the the thing that happened – between Jan and Sterling was messed up, but Jan can straight up beat, yeah. beat his rear end. Yeah, he knows it. He, and he knows it. Sanhagen had a good outing against Peter Jan.
1: And, that, like I said, that was back and forth. That, you, I could have seen Sanhagen winning that fight too. I, yeah. Watching it, I've re-watched it. There were a couple of rounds that were so close that were a little nudge, a little edge here, and I could see Sanhagen winning decision three two. So. Yep. The sanhagen Dillashaw fight. Yeah, was, that's. Say,
0: I still. Sanhagen won.
1: I still. I agree. I still think Sanhagen I think all won. All that thirty for thirty crap put TJ Dillashaw in those judges' minds, and they gave him a nod because oh, he survived all this cheating, and he's so <laughs> clean now. And, oh, we'll give him the nod in this fight, dude. Sanhagen ripped him apart. Yeah, he he pieced him up on the outside. Yeah, and it, it's one it of the was, first times I've ever seen a fighter take that kind of. A, Abuse and win the fight. Yeah, he visibly lost the yeah, fight. Yeah. I mean, when you no when you're standing
0: go there, with that. Yeah, yeah, when you're standing there, and, and TJ's eyes busted, busted open, up. his lips busted open, and Sanhagen's standing there with nary a mark on yeah. him, and you give it to the guy yeah. whose face looks like hamburger.
1: It, yeah, both of their faces look like that. Okay, but no. Yeah, and the, those those takedowns. Well, he had takedowns. For Half a second at he the end of the a, round, he might get that takedown. And Sanhagen was getting right back up. Yeah, it a takedown doesn't count if you don't control it. Yeah. If the round is close and that's the only thing that happens, okay. But Sanhagen piecing him up for four minutes and 45 seconds and then gives up a little 15 second takedown, that it, it doesn't capitalize on, yeah, it doesn't it, do me. anything with it. I just, yeah, the yeah. judging is horrific. Sanhagen is super young. Jan was a great fight. Jan will fight him again. Jan was was impressed with San Hagen. I, they'll they'll fight again. But if you just look at those three guys, Sterling can't my opinion, Sterling can't beat any of the three. Sterling got the nod to fight Jan to begin with because they just got I think they just got tired of him whining and Jan done destroyed Jose Jose Aldo. He done pieced up everybody in the division, so who was left?
0: Yeah. Give it to the the squeaky wheel, get to the So He's the
1: one whining and crying. Okay, fine, get in there. And then you get just, you're getting pieced up, and then you happen to be falling and he throws a knee, which was a mistake. He's a professional, but it was close. It was real close. It's not like he was flat out on the ground and he came in running in with a soccer kick. Yeah. It was kind of the moment, you know, and I think Sterling played it up. He was getting, he was getting, because it's funny, he claims his neck is still injured, but he's sparring. So you're hard sparring with your teammates but you can't fight and your neck
0: hurts which and is now the your last thing if your neck hurts you're not hard sparring you're not hard sparring. you're not hard rolling you're not yes. hard sparring you're not doing anything yeah, so you
1: I, might be doing technique <clears throat> and cardio I think Sterling is is talking it up way too much I think he's he's whining um we we saw some news yesterday I shared with uh, Scott John yep. Jones supposed to be except though it's weird cuz it got weirder last night John Jones announced that he was going to be fighting uh, Jake Hager, also known as Jake Jack Swag, Jack Swagger, uh, in wrestling. But he's a Bellator fighter, undefeated Bellator. Uh, he is uh, now a professional wrestler. Was WWE? Now he's with AEW. Uh, he's a work. Uh, was he Olympic? He was on the Olympic team, I think. But I he was he, on the team. I don't but know if he won a medal or not. Yeah, I think he um, but, he's a, but he's a world-class wrestler. Uh, John Jones announced he was going to wrestle him in a grappling-only tournament yesterday afternoon, and I sent it to Scott saying, man, this this might be good, give him you know, that weight class feel. But then last night, the response was, I've had no contract. I've had no contact. I don't know what you're talking about. If you, want, if you want this match, that's fine, but someone needs to send me information because Jack, Jake Hager's like, dude, no one's told me nothing. <laughs> I, I don't know what you're talking about, that he hasn't agreed to anything. So we'll have to wait and <clears throat> see how that goes. But I think it'll be a good uh, demonstration on whether how he feels with that new bulk-up, John Jones, you know, going up to heavyweight.
0: So he was um, All-American. Mm -hmm. um but he was not on the olympic okay
1: okay well i was trying to remember because you got to take away from your tv persona in reality yeah i think on uh wrestling i think he was you know the olympic wrestler yeah yeah he
0: was kind of the second coming of kurt angle yeah was kind of what they they kind of did um, but yeah, I think that'll be. A, and you know, J- Jerry sent it to me. We had a, a good little conversation. Right. I think that'll be a good tryout for. I think that'll be a good try. Don't distract me. <laughs> um, that'll be a good. That'll be a good tryout for yeah. for Jones's new frame. You know, he's supposedly. Cardio wise, yeah. yeah. Cardio wise, see how he does. Because I think he said he's walking around at like 250 right now. Yeah,
1: I think it's. Go- I think it's going to be interesting, and I think it's going to be because. Uh, Hager is a high-cardio guy. His his Bellator victories have been – he's just so fast-paced. And people will laugh because he – you know, I've seen people make fun of him because he does the TV wrestling. But you got to realize his cardio from doing that, he does, what, they do three, four, five shows a week? Yeah. And he gets out there does a 15, 20-minute high-tempo match a night and how much practice they go into it. His cardio is legit. I mean, Bobby Ashley – Bobby Lashley. Bobby Lashley was a good champion for Bellator. Yeah, he was. He was the world champion in Bellator and world champion in uh, TNA. I think it was back then. I think it was TNA. Yes,
0: it was TNA. You're
1: right. He literally said that his cardio that he his cardio was so high from the wrestling shows that he never really worried about cardio for uh, the cage matches because he just he was always training and I mean yeah AEW you know the the professional wrestling is gimmicky but a lot of those guys are in pretty good shape you know yeah it it'll be interesting to, it'll be
0: interesting to see that cuz like i said i think i think um, Jake or Jack or
1: whatever yeah. whatever name he wants to go under i think it's i think Jack Swagger's the tv personality and, and Jake, Jake Hager is his real yeah. name
0: um, i think it'll be a good challenge for um, for John because he's smart he's yeah. athletic he's I think they're contemporary like age wise yeah I think they're pretty close in age they're pretty yeah. close in age and and Jake's a naturally that big yeah so yeah. it'll be a it'll be a good test for John to come yep. up to like fight yeah, grapple but, a
1: natural heavyweight yeah yep. and yeah and I think, I think it's actually smart for Jon Jones mm-hmm. because it takes the striking out of it and it's just it's going to test his strength, his cardio, and his durability. Yep. Because if he gets manhandled by, in this grappling match, he's going to know that going up against D.P. Miochik or – Jan or Glover or, or any, of these, any of the – Any of these guys he's going to wrestle him, he's not going to be able to. Yeah. He's not going to be able to out-wrestle him. They're just going to wrestle him, take him down, and he's going to get, just get in trouble. Ngannou would be the only one he really ain't got to worry about getting uh, out-wrestled because Nganu's not a wrestler. Yeah. But the rest of them, if you know, he has a hard time with his cardio and his grappling because of the weight, he's just going to get – be like, aha, check this. And he's just going <laughs> to get taken down. Yeah. Because, I mean, it, it's a lot. I mean, look at Israel. Israel is phenomenal at his weight class. He went up to fight Jan, and he just – he could not do the same stuff.
0: There's a reason there are Weight, weight classes. classes. I mean, and you can, you can, you, know, you can look at the open weight GPS, yep. and even the absolutes in some yeah. of the you know like the grappling tournaments, right? The lightweight guys, the smaller guys, unless they're in extremely technical, yeah.
1: they get, yeah they, they
0: they weight does make a difference. Heavyweights
1: tend to win absolutes if everything's equal because yeah. of that weight. There's always a weight advantage. Uh, now, on a sadder note. You know, figure. You know, we, I listened to this this week. Roxanne Mataferi announced her retirement. Yep, she's preparing for her last fight. Uh, she said that she's noticing that when she takes strikes to her head, she ends up with headaches and she doesn't recover quite as quickly. And she's decided that she doesn't want to take a chance of, call, of having uh, CTE or brain damage yeah. later in life. So she's going to call it a day. I mean, this this will be her forty sixth professional MMA fight. Yep. Uh like her twelfth or thirteenth with the UFC. But I mean she's been fight she's got a lot of fights on her belly. Yeah. She, she was Invicta. Uh, she fought at Invicta. She, she fought, fought in Japan. Japan. Yeah, she spent she lived in Japan for a long time. She's had some I mean that's just mixed martial arts fights. That's not counting her jujitsu, matches, yeah. Her straight grappling matches, which is what she's gonna start focusing more on after this. She's like she's actually Super excited about finishing up her MMA career, so she can go head first into just jujitsu grappling only. Yeah, and I think when she goes into that, you're gonna see some new. Con- she'll be she's gonna be a challenge for for some of them because her is legit, but she's it's hard to focus on the new jujitsu what everybody's doing because she start talking about yeah, she's gonna get go head first into the Barambolo and all this stuff <laughs> because. MMA jiu-jitsu is different from tournament jiu-jitsu. Yeah, very different. I mean, you don't. Yeah,
0: you, you don't have to worry about getting punched in
1: the face. You see these guys who are black belts in jiu-jitsu still getting knocked out in the octagon because, you know, there's still punches and kicks involved. And jiu-jitsu is great, but you can still get knocked out. Well, and people, people sleep on just Roxanne's history yeah.
0: in – Female mixed martial uh-huh. arts because, yeah, okay, we had Kat Zingano yeah. and um, some of the, the the women fighters before Ronda yeah. came in and kind of broke it open, right? You had um, Misha Tate, Kat, Kat Zingano. Gina um, Carano. Gina Carano, right? But Roxy was fighting at,
1: at the, the same, same time, time, just yeah. over in Japan. And she was hoping to be the first UFC yeah. female fighter, and instead it was what Rousey, Rousey and Gina. Yeah, I think we're the first two at the UFC, or was it? I think it was Rousey and Cat. Rousey and Cat. It was it, it was it, one of the, it was r- Rousey, but I couldn't remember her first fight, and because uh, Roxanne should have been the top list, but she probably wasn't as. Telegenic. Yeah, I mean she's an athletic girl, but yeah. she's, she didn't have the looks of either one of them, and they couldn't keep, they couldn't push her as that. It's like Rose shaving her head because she got tired of being pushed as the pretty girl. As the
0: pretty girl, yeah.
1: So she shaves her head,
0: you know. Yeah, when well, she got pissed off when it was her, her and, and Paige, Paige yeah. and it was the battle of the bombshells, and she's yeah. screw this, she shaved her head off, shaved her head. Uh, Which legit, you know, all props to her because yeah. she's a little, she's d- a demon. Yeah, she's a demon.
1: Uh, we mean that in the kindest way, Rose. Yeah, we yeah. yeah, I mean that was you're a savage. You're you're a as true respect because yeah, you're you're I lo- I actually truly love the fact that. You're like, I don't need this crap. Shave my head, I'm just gonna I just wanna be a fighter and not a model. And you yeah, nothing but respect for me. I mean, yeah. either way, you want to do it, you can be. I'm still respectful. I mean, Paige Van Zandt is marketing her looks now as much as her fighting, and which is that's up to her. And I'm, I'm hey, to each her own, I'm cool with that. It's a marketable commodity. And she's on her last fight with Bare Knuckle, we'll see what happens with that. If she loses, she's probably out. Uh, Pro Gonzalez, uh, she announced that yeah, she's done that. with Bare Knuckle after her loss. She didn't get – I give her credit. She stayed in that fight. That was a damn, damn was, hard fight. Yeah. But I, she said she's moving away from Bare Knuckle.
0: Uh, That's probably not a bad thing, really. I mean – So did you see the announcement from 1FC? No, which one? Andre Galvo oh, and yeah, Gordon Wright. Yeah, yeah. The fun thing is they, the, they asked, do you want to see it as a grappling match or a mixed martial arts match? Yeah. Um, we, we had been talking – of Jerry and I had been hypothesizing about ADCC yeah. and do they make it to the super fight and does one of them – well, Gordon's not going
1: to pull out. I think there's more money to be made from here. One. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, for sure. I think there's only – I think the top prize they could get, the ADC could come up with like a million dollars to the winner. F, uh, one championship will probably pay a couple million bucks just to show up and then probably even more money to the winner. You're yeah. probably looking at – especially with one – one has money. They have a lot of money. Yeah. They they could probably make five million bucks a fight – a piece for this fight. Sure. They'll sell out. They'll, they'll sell at the arena. They'll sell um, – oh, Yeah. 50, 60, 70 million pay-per-views or more worldwide. It'll be
0: uh, – So – what do you think? Should it be mixed martial arts or should it be grappling? I think they need I think they do it. I think they should do it. Mix. If they're going to fight, I think it should be a fight fight. Yeah. I think it should be mixed martial arts because yeah. if they're going to do if they're going to do ADCC, ADCC, ADCC super fight, yeah. It to did the jujitsu there. Yeah, all a it ought, fight, it fight. needs to be they need to squash this needs to be, be where fight, they fight,
1: yeah. where they squash their yeah. their grudge, right? And yeah. get it over with. It's it's like I was showing you, and uh, I've been sharing it with you, and I was trying to explain it to my wife, uh, Martin Ford, who's an actor. Uh, he's a powerlifter. He's an athletic trainer. He's most of you might not know him by his name, but he's typically the tattooed bad guy in every action movie. Yes. He's normally the the boss at the end that everybody has to fight. Uh, I think he's only been the hero in like one movie. He played. He's uh was the orc and. Uh, The Desolation of Morg, Smog series, that one—the the, one, the, the, the albino one work, the, yeah—the one with the scar across his face. That yeah. was him in costume. Uh, so that's what most people might know that character, but no, that's not—that's him. He accepted a boxing match against a man known as the Iranian Hulk. Oh yeah. Over uh, apparently the Iranian Hawk fellow made some very disparaging thing comments about. Martine's wife and children and said some things that were way above line to where Martine's like yeah I'm training for a boxing match but I'm probably going to get DQ'd (laughs) just be prepared because I'm I'm, going to do whatever i got to do and I've been watching because I follow Martine Ford because he's interesting personality wise and he's a big dude who moves really well he's actually cutting weight in training so you see him he's not here bulking up he's actually cutting weight he's training, he's doing ballet to get legs get his legs up he's moving as like dude is you know can do some stuff I'm like awesome and the any hulk is just shared they, they're showing stuff of him eating and just lifting heavy weights it's like you know you're probably and your it's arms probably are not sh- going to turn out the way he yeah thinks. You, you're gonna if you can't move your hands and defend yourself you're gonna get knocked out yeah which is probably what's gonna happen or they're they're not gonna fight they end up being dude will pull out or change his mind or You'll be a gimmick.
0: Yeah, I'm guessing it'll probably either be a it'll probably be a pullout or yeah. schmas because yeah. either that or he that the dude comes in and just smashes the Hulk because he's so pissed off at all the stuff he said. But all right, you got anything else for various and sundry? No, I think that's that's about it. All right, man. So we will be right back after a word from uh, special guest Matt Warner, his novel Empire of the Goddess. Be right back.
2: My name is Thomas Dillon. You may know me as the man who supposedly killed his own son to collect insurance money. The truth is my little boy, Walter, was abducted by a religious cult. They took him to a parallel world, to an America run by religious fanatics and plagued by disease. I know because I've been there and I found my son. It's a place of magic and malice and ignorance where faith healing is medical care, and government enforcers dress like clansmen. Now, I know I sound crazy. Like, this is the plot of a dystopian dark fantasy novel that would appeal to fans of Neil Gaiman. And indeed, that's how I had to get my story out, by teaming up with writer Matthew Warner. He published my first-person account as a novel called Empire of the Goddess. Publishers Weekly called it quick-paced and intriguing, can you believe that? But he let me record the audiobook because only I can tell you my story. And it's going to blow your mind. Look for it on Amazon and at MatthewWarner.com. Empire of the Goddess.
0: And we're back. All right, so Jerry and I have been talking about this concept of having a gym library. Um, we've started slowly amassing a couple books here. Um, at Total Defense Martial Arts for kind of anybody to to check out so um, I asked Jerry to look at um, you know a couple of books that he thinks would be good in a gym library um, that would be available for any member of the gym to you know basically check out take home if they needed I got a couple books but we put a couple of limits on this because there are several that are just kind of obvious right like so you can't have the, the Hicks and Gracie breathe. That's you know kind of a no-brainer. The Salo Hibero yeah. um, Jiu-Jitsu Encyclopedia, again, that's kind of a no-brainer. I think everybody who's serious about Jiu-Jitsu probably has a copy of that. And the infamous, what we just call it the book, but the, uh, the Gracie Jiu-Jitsu yeah. book by Elio Gracie that has Hickson in it. Mm-hmm. So those were kind of off the table. We couldn't pick those. So, we went in a couple of different directions. So, Jerry, what, what's your first... Jerry also taunted me when, I, when we came in this morning that, uh, that he went a different direction, that he thinks he went a different direction than I would expect. So, I'm really excited to see what Jerry, Jerry pulled up here. So, okay. what, what's your first one?
1: So, I mean, you look at the idea of like this is your gym reading, this is your training reading, and most people are going to think nutrition, exercise regimen, or like coaching. I went a different route. I went, I don't need someone to, I don't need to read someone's book about nutrition because that, you know, there's 10,000 variations. There's a million books on workouts. Uh, You know, I take work, you know, my workout, we do, we kind of share stuff and we, you know, do different variations. You take things from different places. So I went with the philosophy with different things. So one of the first books that I think every man and woman should read, because not only is it about physical strength but mental strength and soul is Masashi's book of five rings good choice I think that is a key book that every individual who wants to be healthy not just physically but mentally should read because his teachings and his I mean because he talks much about being fit physically as mentally you win the battle by being strong of mind not just of flesh Mm -hmm. so I went with the, the, the philosophy of it. That, that's you know. So that was like that's one of the number one books. I think everybody should read that. book, Period. But that should be one of your number one books to have in your gym.
0: That's a great. That that's a that's a good pull. And uh, you are right. I kind of went the, the the other direction that you mentioned. You know. So uh, good job, man. So my first one was uh, or or one of mine is I went with the Supple Leopard by Kelly Starrett. Um, Kelly runs it used to be mobility wad, but it's now the ready state um, but it's all about um, training your body for mobility and flexibility and strength in strange positions um, basically and freeing up your body to move better I don't think enough people put emphasis on that and you know Everybody knows that Jerry and I are big fans of yoga for BJJ and their programs. And, you know, I've found that that's helped me out quite a bit. So I I went with uh, The Supple Leopard by Kelly Starrett uh, as one of the books for for the gym. So what's your next one, Jerry?
1: Uh, This one's a little – this one's probably a little different too. I went with Shannon Lee's Be Water, My Friend, Ah. The True Teachings of Bruce Lee. Nice. Uh, She it's Bruce Lee's daughter, if you don't know and she collected all her dad's writings and his notes and his philosophies into a book and again, it's about being prepared as much mentally as physically and it's all his you know, basically his Taoist ideas on, on life and fighting and discipline and how it all intermingles, so yeah again that's a good a good, one. A good strong philosophy because the, this is the way I see it you can read a book about nutrition doesn't mean you're going to keep your dad because reading a book don't mean nothing looking at fancy pictures oh look at I could eat that and then you yeah, mm-hmm. know don't taste that good okay then you can read a book about you know powerlifting or this or that oh that's awesome and then you give up but learning the philosophy behind making your mind strong Will help you continue. You can get inspired to do something, but then you then comes the time when you have to keep yourself motivating. And yeah. So that you get into the philosophy of why am I doing this, and that's why I went in that direction because it's like the the philosophy behind this is important to me.
0: Um, mm-hmm. good choice on on uh, on Shannon Lee. Um, have you ever listened to the History on Fire podcast? Mm-hmm. He just released um, a two-parter on Bruce Lee. I listened to it coming back from Alabama the other week. Yep, it credit was to
1: awesome. Bishop Chronicles. He's, Bishop Chronicles, he's huge, yes. He's a huge proponent with Bruce Lee. I learned, actually learned things I didn't know about Bruce Lee, even though I'm a fan and stuff. I, there's little things of his life I didn't quite know and I learned from, from Bishop Chronicles. Just shout out to that guy. That, yep. His podcast is phenomenal. He's a great... Great guy. Overall, I mean, look up to him, man. He's he's cool as shit. He's a cool guy. Yep. So shout out
0: to uh, Andre. (laughs) On apologize. Sorry. Yeah. To uh, to uh, uh, Bolelli at uh, History on Fire and Edisa on uh, on Bishop Chronicles. You need to go uh, check out both of those podcasts because they are legit. Yeah. You should.
1: Yeah. Bishop Chronicles. Bishop Chronicles. He's, He's his podcasts are legit, but his. His idea of stoicism now, and he's and more he's getting into some thoughts on like stoicism is really cool too, man. It's where I think it, he might be influencing me a little bit too with the philosophy because we've been chatting back and forth about a lot of philosophy and viewpoints on things, and it kind of his new
0: podcast, yeah. uh, "The Holidays Suck yeah. Unless," was really good. He like I said, he's something else, man. He is
2: on yeah.
0: point. Uh, so my next one is um, it's Eat Smarter by Sean Stevenson. Um, we've talked about Sean before on the on the podcast. He's uh, he's got the Model Health Nation podcast, and Eat Smarter isn't really a diet book. It's about learning how to eat better, um, and then making you know better dietary choices um, for whatever you know kind of diet you're looking at. And he it it's got a lot of great reference material in it. Yeah, it's got some recipes in it, but it's really about like the mind kind of the mindset of eating um and because nutrition is important we got to fuel our our exploits in here and if you've got if you've got a shit diet you're gonna have
1: shit jujitsu unfortunately yeah i mean if yeah if you're eating garbage you're going to be garbage your body can't maintain garbage in garbage out yeah i mean if you're if you've got a high sugar diet you might have energy for the for a few minutes but you're going to crash real fast and you'll see and your muscles don't respond and they don't recover yeah
0: um, but, yeah, so Eat Smarter by, by Sean Stevenson was, was my next one. Um, big fan of it. Like I said, I, I've, I've read it over a couple of times, and there's a lot of great information in there to help you clean up your diet and just, you know, try to fuel your body a little bit
1: better. All right. Next one is Discipline Equals Freedom, Jocko Wilnick. Not only is it – it is a lot about motivation, physical fitness, uh, but he, he also includes in – and not the it's – not the original book, but I think the uh, reprint. He actually included, I think, a few work. He added added workouts because I think the original. The field you're talking about yeah. the field manual.
0: Yeah. The discipline equals freedom field, field manual.
1: He added workouts in the it, back. Uh, so yeah,
0: duh. that's a great book. That one I, I've actually I've given copies yeah.
1: of that book to friends. Yeah, that this because that's what it takes. It takes motivation and inspiration. Like you watch a movie and you're like, oh man, I can do that, and then you know, everyone wants to be John Wick. And that lasts for about a week or two. And then the hard work comes in, and you're like, Man, I don't wanna get up. I don't wanna do don't this. Wanna give up. That's where the discipline comes in. That's where I was talking about the philosophy will get you farther than just reading the book. Well, and the the
0: great thing about that book is it's kind of an all in I mean, it's it if anybody's a fan of Jocko. Right? You know what he's about. Discipline yep. equals freedom, the jiu jitsu, the workout, the good diet, the the getting after it. And that book is kind of like yep. everything we're talking about in one book because it's the philosophy, it's the mindset. He talks about diet, he's got um, workouts in there, he's got uh, stuff like, stuff for um, you know, discipline, how to instill discipline in yourself, motivation. Stuff and it's not written like any other normal book. I mean, it's this black book with black pages and his face on the back in black. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's like the Black Album. Um, it's a gr- it's an awesome book. I think if you had to pick one book, right, besides the jujitsu books that we've talked about, if you kind of had to distill all this down and just say, What's one book that you put on the shelf? It's that one, yeah. I think it's that one because it's got everything. Yep. In it. Great choice. Um, so my next book is more okay. It's more on uh, Jerry's level now. I'm going to say that you've got to have a copy of Musashi by
1: by uh, Iji Yosakawa. Actually, that was that was that was one of my possibles, but I wanted to go with with him his own words. And,
0: so, yeah, so the the, uh, the Yoshikawa version of Musashi, it's a dramatization of, of his life, life yeah. uh, but it's, it's relative, it's pretty accurate based on everything that I've seen from the historical yeah. records uh, of Musashi's life. It is, it's basically the National Book of Japan. Yeah. You have to, I think you have to read it in like high school. Yeah it's about a thousand pages and the type is about the size of the bible Yes, yeah, it takes
1: a little while yeah. to get through um i need to re- I, I read a long time ago i need to buy my own copy i actually was looking around the other night and realized i don't have a copy and i also realized i don't have uh, my 13 ronin anymore either it's disappeared really yeah i don't know where it went but it's gone so i am gonna have to buy both of those 13 ronin is a good book as well it's the true story where they based the 47 Ronin movie off of is actually called the 13 Ronin. Uh, the, the, it's the, based on a uh, legend in the Japanese. The Akio Gishi, the good men of Akio. Yeah. They were, they were some, there's actually been, you have the 47 Ronin in the movie with Keanu Reeves. There's been other uh, versions of it. I think all the way back through like the 40s. Yeah. They made some movies. That's but a, then there's a Americanized version of it. Uh, the, Last was it the last nights or something? And it's got a it's It's not the last Samurai, no, no, it um, was no. That one, that was the other one. This one is it's this was instead of being Samurai, they're Knights. Oh, yeah, I don't remember what that is. And it's actually a really good, it's actually a real, it's it's kind of an Americanized tale, but it's actually the almost exactly the same story as 13 Ronin, just with. That's a pretty class I mean it's a pretty classic a story. story yeah I mean of, of patience and vengeance and honor I mean you, you read that book and it's like oh no one of these dudes are legends right so the mm-hmm. Masashi, is a good choice yeah and, and you know that like I said that comes
0: back to yeah. the quote you know when you see the way in one thing you see it in all things which you know we we tend yeah. to quote quite a bit here yeah.
1: I'm going to go in a little different direction with my next one. Okay. Uh, Scott will understand this one, and some of our long-term listeners will understand this one. John Larenitis, The Road Warriors, Danger, Death, and the Rush of Wrestling. Yes. This is the story of him as, as a member of The Road Warriors, and it's just that lifestyle that... And even though it's not really philosophy but it's the idea of, of them them wrestling them training their life and it's just it's one of those books that is like you know again gym library doesn't necessarily mean to me when we were talking about it to me it I didn't see is you have a lab your gym library doesn't necessarily have to be just about either fitness or nutrition you know I'm going with philosophy but this mm-hmm. too this is a gentle, these are two guys who are known for their physical fitness. You know, back in the day, the Road Warriors were a physically intimidating team. Yes. And I've always been a fan. I got the uh, opportunity to meet John Larry Knight. So, I actually have pictures with him. I've got his autograph. So, I just want to get, you know, kind of shout out to old school, you know, those guys. Yeah. When the uh, the, um, Dark Side of the Ring episode Mm -hmm. about them came on, I thought about you the whole time. Yeah, they, they were my they were my heroes when I was a kid, and being getting the opportunity to, to meet John Lennon and, and his animal, and it was one of those things where you, you went to an event and where he was sending autographs, taking pictures. So you figure quick hustle through, but we ended up I ended up getting to stand there and talk to him for quite a while because there really was no one else there yet, or at least no one there to see him, mm-hmm. and which was I was kind of surprised, but because uh, you know he's a legend. But he actually stood there and actually talked to me for quite a while. And it was to the point to where his handler was like trying to move me on. And he was like, hey, we're I'm talking here. I was like, this is, and he got there to talk to him about, you know. Uh, I told you know, I flat out told him, I was like, dude, you know, when I was a kid, I was a fan of the Road Warriors when all my friends were fans of like the Rock and Roll Express. And, and he's like, I, I was like, dude, I like the dark, I like, I like the heels, I like Joe's attitude because it was just this idea of just physical fitness and brutality. Is a lot better than that flashy crap. They, you know, the thing about them is, I
0: never really saw them. They were the, they were the outside, yeah. right? They weren't really heels,
1: but they weren't faces yeah. either. Yeah, because they would go from fighting the Rock and Roll Express, who were the faces, to fighting the Midnight Express, who were the heels. Yeah, or the or Freebirds. Or or... Yeah, the Freebirds, where they'd fight the Horsemen. You know, they were always they'd fight anybody. Yeah, they'd, yeah, 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 they just fought. they just like to fight. They'd fight anybody.
0: They kind of set the they kind of set the stage for the character that Stone Cold became, yeah. right? That kind of, I'm not a heel, I'm not, I'm not
1: a face, I just do my own thing, I just beat the I'm crap out of everybody. Yeah, I'm just here to fight, drink beer. Yeah. And the Road Warriors are just there to fight. They were to Chicago, but they're on you know, the bad side of Chicago. You know, Chicago
0: they Chicago
2: bad boys.
1: They're there to fight. That's a, that's a good one.
0: I like that. I'm going to have to pick up a copy of that. Um, so my next one was uh, Own
1: Your Day, Own Your Life by Aubrey Marcus. Aubrey um, uh-huh. He, yeah, that he, dude's got some real good, good views, man.
0: Yeah, it's uh, so. He, for those of you who may not know, Aubrey Marcus is the co-founder of On It with Joe Rogan. With Joe Rogan, uh, he wrote he wrote a book a couple years ago called uh, "Own Your Day, Own Your Life." Yep. And basically, it's his concept was you know all these self-help books look at like what to do with your entire life and you know your next five years and all that kind of stuff. And he said if you can make your day better and just make every day better than the five-year plan, plan right it kind of falls into place so he's looking at on a day-to-day basis, you know, throughout the span of the day like what you can do to be more healthy be more effective right so it's better sleep better food how to improve your exercise how to improve your
1: marital Relation, relations yeah, um you know that and all that sort of thing so it, it he's kind of, of, yeah he was one of the first real i like the fact that he actually put a lot of a lot of stress a lot of guy you know a lot of people never did they kind of shot away but he put a lot of uh, emphasis on sexual relationships as being part of your overall health because if you're in a good one men tend to be healthier yeah if you're in a crappy one it, it leads to depression and then it leads to other things and he's like attachment issues yeah and and it's like yeah. if you're in a healthy good relationship with your wife a girlfriend uh, whatever uh, we were talking as men you find that you you're, the other things in your life just click well, along. Yeah,
0: they, yeah, they 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 just kind of fall yeah. into place. And
1: if you're in a good, healthy relationship, you tend to try to stay healthier because of the intimacy. You want to look better for yeah. your your partner. And he always talks about it, I like, I mean, he's I remember he's been on Rogan so many times, but I'm, I've seen some of the stuffs. So like you know, you always want to look good naked. He's like, and if you're in a really good relationship, that becomes like I want to look good for my partner. I don't need to have the beach body, you know. The, the giant muscles but I want to look good naked. And it's like, huh? So I take I actually take part of his and part of Tim Kennedy. I want to look good naked, but I also want to be the toughest motherfucker anyone ever tries to kill. Yep. So I cro- my workouts kind of differ with like I want to look pretty good, you know, for my wife, but I also want to be <laughs> yeah. Really hard to stuff in a trunk. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, you know, I've seen some <laughs> people at Walmart that are hard stuffing stuff in a trunk for another reason. Yeah. So, that's a whole, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. Anyways. I'm panel so. van. <laughs> Rider truck.
1: <laughs> we got the rollback <laughs> for this one. All right, all right, now we're going on a tangent. Yeah, sorry. Okay, so I got, I got another one. Okay. How many you got? I got you one know, more. You got one more? Yeah. Okay, this is, this is another one of those that are right up there with everybody should read this book because it is more about the mental fortitude and everything else. The Art of War, Sun Tzu. Yep. His just so you understand, this book was written so long ago by a Chinese martial artist and philosopher in general, and is still it is still used today by our by our military and other countries' militaries as a training aid because the basic tactics and basic mental games and philosophy he puts back then is still. In use today and his his ideas of overcoming your own philosophy and your own weaknesses easily correspond with training because you can look at some of his views and say well that's you know divide and conquer or you know attack your weaknesses you know you talked about attacking the enemy, ta- attack the enemy where he's strong not where he's weak do this and it, you can easily translate that to anything else in your life mm-hmm. and as it's it's like one of those again one of those strong philosophy books that everybody should read.
0: Well, that it's I think it's uh, required reading in yeah. Chinese business school. Yeah. You've got to read it and it's it's required reading in a lot of um, western business yeah. schools as well because it's
1: it corresponds.
0: It corresponds and, and it's one of those things where it's sort of like, you know, Musashi we see the way in one thing, you see it in all things. The the theory behind a lot of the tactics in the in the art of war are applicable in multiple facets mm-hmm. of your life, so uh,
1: we had an American uh, used a form of that back in the uh, French and Indian War and then um, the Revolutionary War. Uh, Rogers, you know, the Rogers Rangers, and he mm-hmm. had a handbook, and a lot of his rules are almost you can you can kind of correspond with stuff out there in the Art of war. You know about different you know different aspects, and a lot of Rogers' rules uh, for his rangers correspond to philosophy as well like you know and one of my favorite was you can brag and lie to your friends and to women but never 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 uh be boisterous or lie to your commanding officers and your and your fellow men about events because it's like you can brag about them but don't 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 lie to us because we need to know the truth of what happened yeah and it's like yeah okay it's like dude you can be a bragger in the bar man that's cool try to pick that chick up you know, I can bench press this, I can do this, but when shit hits the road and you're getting ready to, you know, and you're telling some guy you can bench press 450 pounds, you knowing you can't, and you try, and, you know, your buddy needs to know, man, I ain't no way I'm going to get this so he can, you know, keep you yeah. from dying. Exactly. Or, yeah, I'm a fighter. Yeah, I'm a fighter. Yeah. I'm going to run my mouth and we're going to get in a fight with these two guys, and then, well, you're going to be fighting them both by yourself because I'm really not.
0: <laughs> yep. So, my last one is you good yeah so my last one is uh 531 uh by jim windler um he is a strength and conditioning coach he used to be one of the west side guys and he developed the the 531 protocol for um, strength strength training when i say strength training i mean actually creating physical strength not necessarily large muscles Mm -hmm. so which I think would be
1: advantageous for jiu-jitsu. Yeah, it's functional strength, not yeah. beach body strength.
0: Yeah, and it, it's based around the, the, the four primary lifts, right? you got bench squat, deadlift, and overhead press. Um, and the great thing about five three one one that I like about the five three one one program is the workouts are quick, they're intense. You get a lot of bang for your buck, and you're not limping around for the next three days because you had a, a big, heavy squat yeah. session. Um, it's kind of the next generation of Mike Menzer's HIT. Um, and and I, I dig his programs. Um, so 531, you can get you know, that on 531 um, on jimwindler.com along with some other. And he's got some specific, if you get the, the 531 Forever book, which is the, one of the, the uh, accessory books that goes along with it, he's got a specific mixed martial arts BJJ training protocol using the 531 uh format and it's a it's a great workout um so that's all i that that was my last one
1: well and uh our listeners if y'all want to hit us up tell us what books you yeah like to suggest please do and we'll you know we can start you know a rolling rocks you know library what you know recommended reads what what other people think should
0: be added that would actually be cool have a have a digital uh, have a digital library yeah, we, for people yeah. to pick from. Yep. But we'll put links up for all these books in the show notes if you guys are interested in grabbing them. Um, they're all available either on yeah. Amazon or from the author's uh, main page, and and everything's still in print. So yeah. we're not, you know, giving you something you've got to go to a yeah, used the, bookstore.
1: The Book of Five Rings you can get in so many different varieties. You can get the shorter version, the longer version. You can just get, don't get the illustrated version. Yeah, you can get the. Uh, you can get somebody else writing about it. You can get, a train, you know, there's a, there's tons of variations of the Book of the Five Rings. Yeah, um, cool. Good list, Jerry. That was that yeah, was really was, good. Yeah, yours too. But I, 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 I you knew, went a totally yeah.
0: different direction. I really appreciate that. That was fun. All right, man. Uh, so we're gonna hear from our sponsor, and then we'll be back with Jerry. Seriously. So yeah. hold on just a minute, and we're back. All right, Jerry, we haven't had it seriously for a little bit, so what you got for us this week?
1: Well, I mean, so all our listeners know you know, how we feel about sex trafficking. I mean, we've gone over this over and over, and it seems like every week I get another crap that I need to, to say. So this, <clears throat> this has gone on for a little bit. This isn't, like, brand new, but it actually got a little more tread, because I think he did this interview before. But uh, Dr. Alan Walker, an associate professor or I guess like an assistant professor of sociology and criminal justice at the University of Old Dominion here in our wonderful state of Virginia. Why does it always have to be Virginia? My alma mater, for God's sakes. Yeah, well, we're not going to hold that against you because you – Thank you, know. you. But so the issue is he did an interview – and where he's trying, he literally tries to def- persuade people that ped- being a pedophile is not necessarily a bad thing. He tries to get, when pressed, he tries to go into, oh, well, as long as you don't act out on the sexual attraction, it's not bad. And that we should no longer call them pedophiles. It should be minor attracted persons because pedophilia has such a stigma to it. Well, of course, th- there's a reason for that. And he goes into this whole diatribe where he's trying to make it natural and normal for an adult to be attracted to a little kid in a sexual manner. And that this is normal and he's just, and it's it blows up because it gets, with everything else going on right now, uh, it got traction. People saw this. People were upset. And at first, earlier this week, ODU just sent out a statement saying, we do not in any way condone Violence against children is all they said. But apparently they got so much pushback and there's so many problems with stuff this guy said and things he has apparently said in other places that he has now been suspended pending investigation because it's it's over the top. And for me, there's – okay, maybe what he's trying to say is, right, there's guys out there and women who are attracted to kids – and as long as you're not acting on it, he's saying, "Oh well, we shouldn't punish them." Well, if you're if you have that in your head where you're looking at a five, six, seven year old kid and you're thinking in that term, they, you might want to talk to somebody professional. But other than other than that, you're trying to make it sound like it's acceptable because the next step is where we say, "Well, we shouldn't punish people for this," because there's already a movement for this. There's already groups of people. Who, every time you turn around, are trying to say, Well, this is normal. It shouldn't be a crime. We shouldn't be punished for it. Uh, there's the law that went in effect in California They had this weird age group where you could, uh, you know, had a large age gap. And as long as it was certain sexual things and not others, then it really wasn't considered a crime. And it got into this really weird, blurry area. Yeah. To where it was like almost allowing, it was basically allowing. St- sex crimes against children without really the idea the original idea for the bill kind of made sense but what the bill came out to be didn't it was like whoa that there's a whole lot of leeway and a whole lot of loopholes in there for people to get away with some some heinous crap and it's 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 a problem i mean i'm sorry i don't see how you can look at a five-year-old kid and say you know, and and think in that terms. And if you are, maybe you should see somebody. And this push to try to make this nat seem natural and normal to people is just not going well, because people are like, dude, no, there's no, you know. Yeah. And people, that's... and I've have listened to these people try to, you know, these professors like, oh well, but this happened back in the Greeks and the Romans did it and these groups did it and these, I uh, don't care, man. Those yeah. groups are dead. We're, you know, that's not us, man. Ah, uh, cool. It ain't happening here. Uh, yeah, back then you got married when you were twelve. I mean, you died when you were thirty. That's not. If the, you were you know, lucky, yeah. you died when you were thirty. We're we we're, we're not we're not living in that age anymore. You know, there's a whole different idea. You know, a ten year old girl's not getting married and having children. You know, that's you know that's not typical anymore. So this idea of trying to compare that lifestyle now and saying, "Oh, it was normal back then." Yeah, a lot of things were normal back then. this isn't vomitoriums were normal back then that doesn't mean we're going to put put them in your local McDonald's which you probably should but that's Uh another story Uh (laughs) but it just it bothered me that he was actually kept on for a while and they tried to defend it and then it just people started piling on and it was a losing situation
0: well and uh, you know as as Despicable as it sounds, I think ODU did take the right, yeah, the, the the right tact, right? It was, hey, we'll look into this, and then when they did, it was okay, you know, well he'll he'll go on suspension pending review, you know, it wasn't, oh, we're gonna just blanket defend him and say everything's okay, or it was, you know, we're gonna run him out of the the college and never let him come back again, right? They're they're taking the proper
1: steps, I yeah, I, I mean, think to and investigate illegally legally, for, yeah. like, you know, it's probably hard to just fire somebody they got to see you know lawsuits and you know teaching and everything but
0: regardless of how despicable what he's he's pushing sounds he still deserves due process yes and for
1: and and some people say, well he has the first amendment right to say that stuff as long as he's not participating i used to see someone else say it and it was hilarious they're like well it's possible maybe he lost his cell phone and he's trying to get ahead of it. Maybe he's got something on his cell phone, or maybe his wow. maybe his spouse found his laptop and found some stuff open that shouldn't have been, and so he's trying to, get, he's trying to, hey, this is normal. Don't worry about it. This is all normal. Wow. Which I think it was more as a joke. But it I was think it was like, a joke. A, but yeah. it was just like, well, that's one way to think about it. Let me get ahead of this right quick. <laughs> I mean, there's just. My wife's found my browser history. I'm going to write my term paper. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to write this dissertation on why I think this is normal. Uh, see baby I was just doing I was just doing it was research. just research it was research baby It was research but I just I can't I can't get down with it I mean and uh, after it was announced this week that there's now a group they're gonna try and get a young lady who was sentenced to prison time as a teenager uh, she's involved in sex trafficking she killed her pimp and uh, you know pimp whatever you know her handler whatever you want to call her. Uh, She killed him, and she was sentenced to jail for it, put in prison for it. And I never understood it because she was, you know, the the whole prosecution, well, she killed him while he was sleeping. So Uh he wasn't a threat. It's like this dude was selling her for years. If she finally had the courage to do it, and yes, okay, you know, I don't care how you feel about murder, but this dude was doing some pretty heinous stuff to her and allowing, you know, selling her to men. No one was helping her, and and, her, and she testified that was her only way out was to kill him, and they put her in prison for a long time for this, and, and there's now a group that are going to try and get her uh, another hearing, another trial, because they said that they are looking at it. They don't think she, her uh, defense was handled well, and they think some of the prosecution used some shoddy stuff against her, so it'd be nice if she got another trial and got better defense. You know, yeah, and was able to get out because, yeah, I don't know, I don't know how you put a young girl in prison for, for killing her pimp. Yeah, for killing a guy that's selling her. Yeah, that's
0: that one didn't make a whole lot of sense to me either. And so
1: I think this week starts the trial of Maxwell. Started last week so, yeah well we were paying attention to we other were paying trial. attention to other stuff which and you know that, that begs the question guy, yeah, that, that trial goes away and now this one is, should be front and center we'll see if it is because um, this this is going to be interesting yeah that's a, yeah that's another one that's if she if she doesn't get you know suicided oh well, yeah her and R. Kelly you yeah. know I mean, yeah I'm, like, I'm waiting yeah, R. Kelly said he was going to tell on some people yeah so I'm waiting to see what happens with that yeah, I think, uh, you know, Kelly, I
0: could I could see him maybe squealing, but I don't think Jazane's going to have a whole hell of a lot to say, honestly, because I think she knows if she does she'll get suicided, but that's just me.
1: Yeah, well, but she, she's got – there's got to be enough. I mean, either she's going to take full accountability and go to prison for the rest of her life, or does she try to work something out. Because, yeah. I mean, that's where she's facing, either – she, I mean, maybe in her maybe her mind, living a life in prison ain't as bad as dying. Because that's, that's basically... She's going to spend the rest of her life in prison. In a federal prison. Or she rats people out and she gets put in witness protection and probably disappears and doesn't serve any time. Because, yep. I mean, if she has the information that people think she does, they're probably a whole... And she could probably make one hell of a deal. But we'll see. I mean, there's some weird... There's a whole lot of weird connections, and we'll just see how that one goes. And I'm curious, because the way I feel about the trafficking thing, and she is one of the ones I would like to see punished. But yeah. if she has information to lead to even worse people, I, I would like to, maybe the, the state and the government should make her a deal to get even worse people out of the way. Well, I mean... Because she's a facilitator, which just is... It's just, just as bad. Yeah, it's just as bad, but if she... But if there's people out there that are going to walk free and are going to be free to keep doing this, if she goes to prison, I'd like them to get off the street, the perpetrators to get taken off too. She's going to face some sort of sentence regardless yeah, but of... But it'll be, does she serve in a country club prison or does she serve max time in a federal prison? Yeah. Where she's going to get you know have, some, have a rough time of it. Need to put her in abandoned yeah. nuclear silo somewhere that's the only place they won't be able to get to her yeah anyway alright man you got anything else for us today? nah just everybody i like to welcome all of our new followers uh, yes and uh, we're looking forward to interacting I hope to start putting some new polls up. I think I'm going to start putting some polls up on our Facebook page cool. of different things and get people's viewpoints on things and as always if y'all have any input feel free to say yeah, it yeah
0: please let um, us know
1: yeah, and we're trying to figure out how to get chat started on our Facebook page. It's been a learning process because apparently we had to get to a certain amount of people before we can even interact, and we we passed that threshold. So now we're trying. Yep. So it's it's a learning
0: process. Thank you for for uh, thank you for the patience. But yeah, we've had a lot of really good um, interaction on the Facebook page. A lot of new followers. We really appreciate it for everybody who's just started listening. Um, all the proceeds of the podcast go to charity. Yep. This time around, we do- last time we donated to the Good Fight Foundation with Dustin Poirier. This time we're donating to Guardians Group. So every listen we get is another little bit towards donating to Guardians Group. We're getting pretty close to making our next withdrawal from the account, uh, and we will post receipts uh, once we once we finally donate. So uh, thank you to all, all the new followers on Facebook and all the new listeners on the podcast. We really appreciate it. Jerry and I started this thing uh, a little over a year and a half ago, and, and it's come a lot farther yep. than, than we ever anticipated. We, uh, we value every one of you guys, yes, and we really do. appreciate your listens. So, all right. Uh, I'm good. You good? Yep. All right. So for Rolling Rocks Radio, I'm Scott Barker. He's Jerry Armitrault. You later. We're out. The music for tonight's episode was But I Am Shafts of Light by Mayeth from their album Wailing
2: Village.